The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One as we discuss the what's next for some of the notable names coming out of UFC Vegas 26 this past Saturday. We were worried if this event would actually happen at all, and we're treated to a pretty fun main event as we're officially on the road to UFC 262 in the Lone Star State. But I hope everyone's having a wonderful start to the week. I am Mike Heck. Before we get into anything else, want to wish a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, especially uh, the moms in my life, my wife, my mom, and my mother-in-law. So happy Mother's Day to them and to all the moms. And joining me on this venture is is not a mom, but he has a mom. He's the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend of the Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alex Cayley. How are we doing on this Sunday, AK? We're doing wonderful, uh, my best friend. Uh, especially that you're, that you're back from Uncasville. Thank God, safe and sound, back home from Uncasville, <laughs> Connecticut. Uh, yeah, shout out to all the moms, of course. Just my, my, my mother, Esther, the most, the most wonderful person in the world. So, uh, yes, I, I cannot express that sentiment enough. But uh, I'm glad, Mike, I'm glad you did come back. I'm glad that the, uh, the glitz and glamour of Uncasville, you know, hasn't changed you. You're, you're, you're still, you're, I thought he'd, I'm like, oh God, Uncasville, who knows what's going what's gonna to happen out there? You know, he may not, he may not come back. He may not want to do the show anymore, but here you are and, uh, and everyone, everyone's better off for it. Yes. It was a treat being on the road once again for the first time since November of 2019. I missed it. Uh, I hope I get to experience it more and more as these weeks and months progress. But, uh, AK, let us begin with 
why everybody's here. No one wants to hear about the trip to, Unc to Uncasville. They want to hear about oh, what they happened. They do. They want to hear about what happened. We could talk about you and Uncasville for two hours, <laughs> but I, I understand. What you're, we have a job to do. Yeah. Yes, they don't want to hear about that. They want to hear about what happened at the Apex in Las Vegas on Saturday. They want to talk about what's next for Marina Rodriguez, who closed the show with a unanimous decision win over a very game karate hottie, Michelle Watterson. It was a great performance. And what really stuck out to me about all of this, AK, is this fight came together very quickly. And one of the reasons why we thought this event might not even happen were because of the visa issues that Marina had to deal with prior to traveling to Las Vegas. Luckily, they got squared away at the beginning of last week. So she essentially, AK, flew from Brazil to Vegas. I believe she got there on Wednesday, like late Wednesday, early Thursday. So all she had time to do, really, was cut weight, step on the scale, face off, quarantine, and fight. And she goes out there and gets the biggest win of her career in her first UFC main event. So all that being said, what would you like to see next for Marina Rodriguez? Well, let me also just say thank you, UFC. Thank you, Rodriguez's uh, uh, and Watterson's teams for having the sense to make this a 125-pound catchweight bout. Please normalize catchweight bouts in the UFC, people. This is divisions, of course, are important and great, but normalize catchweight bouts. They're both straw. We know they're both straw weights. Fighting at 125 changes nothing. Uh, we know that, and we both know that they can make 115. It's not like, oh no, it's like they fought at 125. That's it shouldn't count. It's not, you know, they have to make championship weight someday. We know both these women can. I don't think they have an issue making championship weights. So. Uh, not that it matters because the only one who took a step closer to a championship on Saturday was Ma Marina Rodriguez. I think uh, pretty, I believe if I checked topology and most most uh, betting sites, pretty comfortable two to one favorite. Most people picking decisions. So this really played out as, as people expected. Uh, I pretty, you know, it'd be a competitive fight, which it was at times. So, yeah, pretty predictable in the event. Um, I've been saying this for a while, I think since maybe two fights ago for Marina Rodriguez. So I'm sticking with it. We just don't know, of course, when when this uh, this woman's coming back. But I'm still all in on the uh, Marina Rodriguez, Tatiana Suarez matchup. It, again, th this is really just dependent when Tatiana Suarez is ready to come back. Marina is the perfect opponent for her um, to, to return after after a long layoff. It's it's both women are, I think, are future contenders. A loss, I think, maybe earns them a title shot. And I don't think pushes the loser that far back, uh, that far back in the ranks. So that, that's that's my easy pick for me. If I could make if I can make anything happen, uh, Marina and Tatiana. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's a great fight. Um, I know Tatiana spoke with our good friend James Lynch maybe a week ago, maybe two weeks. And she said that she thinks she'll be able to return at some time this year, but it appears that she's looking at 125. So maybe, maybe Rodriguez just does the 125 thing again. And again, I look at it the same way you do. Like just because two straw weights fight at 125 doesn't mean like they're flyweights and it doesn't count towards how people view them in at 115. So if they made that fight at 125 or 115, I'm down for it. This, I would love to see Marina fight Ioanni and Jacek at this point. Like, I just think it would be so fun. I think there's some contrasting styles. There's some similarities there. It would be fun to watch Marina fight Zhang Wei Li. I don't know if they'll do the Dern matchup just yet, just because of where they're at in their careers. Maybe they want to save that for, like, number one contender fight or for a title fight. So what I think will end up happening here, AK, is that Marina will fight the loser of Yan Zhaonan versus Carla Esparza. And, no, and I know people are like, oh, dude, she just fought Carla Esparza. So what? It was a controversial decision. And then, like, 
they could run that back. There's a story there. Marina and, and Yan Janan is a fun fight. I feel like that's just kind of where we're at with Marina at this point in time and how the division looks right now. It's kind of a weird spot for her to be in because she's legit. She's number six. She entered the fight number six, got a big win, and she's probably not moving up at all. She's going to stay right where she's at. But good win for her. I think a lot of people are excited for her future, and I'm really interested to see where she's at end of this year, maybe a year from now. But for Michelle Watterson, this is kind of tough too, AK, because she's fought a lot of these ladies already, and a lot of the division is booked up pretty much where she's at right now, where I was looking. And Michelle isn't the most active fighter on planet Earth. She just isn't. She fights like twice a year maybe, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I landed on the winner of the July matchup between Amanda Lemos and Monsterat Ruiz, AK. I, I think... Lamos is ranked number 12 right now. I think she has a lot of potential in this division. She goes out and gets another win. Lamos versus Watterson makes a lot of sense. And Ruiz is a beast, man. She goes out there and beats somebody like Amanda Lamos. She's probably a top 11 fighter in the world. And her and Michelle Watterson make sense as well. So what do you think? When did you say July? That's July 12th? That's July, it's July 10th or 17th? 10th. It's in July. It, I know that. Is that it's a fight night or a pay-per-view? Uh, fight night, I think. Okay. Let me let me just double check while you uh, yeah, yeah. wax Look poetically here. Well, Mike, uh, it's it's you know this fight happened. Uh, this main event we just saw happened on Mother's Day weekend. I got to speak to Michelle Waterson earlier in the week. Uh, you know the mom champ thing always comes up, and I, and one thing I asked her was, you, you know, Michelle, if that if that UFC title shot never comes, you know, how do you appraise your career? We still, of course, we still be proud of everything you've accomplished. And, you know, she was, she says she is. And she made note that the mom champ thing is really, you know, she always, she already feels like a mom champ, whether she officially becomes a UFC champion or not, you know, just as far as, uh, again, her, her experience, all that she's done in her career so far. Uh, and I, and so that got me thinking, well, I think that if she feels like she has that mom champ title, then making her go up against another mom just makes a lot of sense. So this actually was an easy one for me. I'm going Watterson and Nina Nunez. Yeah, that's that's fun. That makes sense. Yeah, let's get let's 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 hey, look. If 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 uh, Nate Diaz and Harry Maswell can can drum up some some cockamamie, you know, uh, BMF title, why can't we have some uh, some BM model, baddest mo- just baddest mother? You know, just, <laughs> there you go, baddest BM BM title, mother. the BME, baddest mother ever title. Okay, how about that? <laughs> okay. for, uh, for Watterson and Nunez. So, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Like you said, Watterson doesn't fight too often. I'm not sure what uh, uh, Nina Nunez's uh, plan is going to be now that she is a mom. If she wants to fight three times a year, four times a year, or maybe just a couple times a year, so their their you know their timelines might line up as well. So yeah, I really like that one. I mean, you could give Third Dern in there with her too. I mean, absolutely. Again, mom, mom versus mom. It's a step back in the rankings, but Watterson has that name attached to her, so it's not like a big step back at all, really. Mike, what's what's going on with uh, Claudia Gadelia? Do we know? Because I kind of considered her for both Rodriguez and Watterson, uh, but I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about necessarily being injured or any even rumors of a booking. We, is she. We just. Sorry, maybe just taking time off. Just not. Uh, I not, think so. I, yeah. I haven't heard not, anything. I've heard zero. Zero. I, I was looking up, trying to look up stuff before. Of course, we did the show. Nothing. Because I think I think she's a good matchup for a lot of these uh, a lot of these strawweights that have been competing recently. And I just I, I don't hear a thing. Yeah, she's she's fine for either of those those two ladies. But I mean, there are options. It's just. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. You could you could just mix and match a lot of these names right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we move ahead to the biggest win of Alex Morono's career, went down in the co-main event, stops Donald Cerrone at the end of the first round with a with a blitz, landed uh, what Jose Young's eloquently kept calling it 
on the post-fight show as the perfect punch. And look at look at Murano, man. Gets short notice fights with Anthony Pettis, gets another one with Cowboy, and he cashes in on the ladder and uh he's got some momentum right now, okay. Where AK, where does uh where does the Texan go from Saturday? I think he was by far the most uh, picked fighter by the listeners this week. As far as variety, I mean, so, so, some fighters got mentioned a lot, but it's maybe only like one name. But a lot of people were locked in on one matchup. I saw like maybe five or six different names from for Romano. So that's a good. That's you're right. That's a good thing for him. He's he's spoiled for choice now. It's like anyone from from the top top ten to the top thirty range is like people are matching on a lot of fun matchups. Matches that can move up in the rankings. I went with a little bit of both. I think move him up in the rankings, and I think it's good. I love the idea of him and Bilal Muhammad. I think I think Murano. I, I think Muhammad. You know, again, it's it's a shame that the Edwards fight ended the way it did, because uh, he was sort of getting up there in the rankings, had a chance to break into the top five. He could pull off the Edwards upset. It obviously, wasn't looking that way uh, from what we saw in that fight. But still, you know, we who knows what could happen the, the other uh, the other four rounds. So uh, so Murano Muhammad for me, I think it's one fun, great striking matchup and. Uh, and Murano deserves it. Maybe Murano takes his spot in the top fifteen if he can if he can uh, pick up another victory. I I don't know how to respond to that, AK, because part of me is you like look puzzled. you look puzzled. Yeah, because Bilal's fighting Damian Maya. I completely forgot about that. That's okay. I'm assuming I'm assuming he's going to win. Bilal's going to win. Oh wow! Well, wait a minute. And you want to give him Alex Murano? No offense to Murano, but. What am I doing? So so uh, so resolutely picking against Damian Maya of all people. Who? No, you know what? I'll. This is my premature pick. Who knows? It could change any time from now and then. I think Muhammad beats him, and I think and I'm okay with Morano getting that shot. Okay, so if Bilal Muhammad I, beats Damian Maya, yes. he will be the number eight ranked, yeah, 170 pounder in the world. Mm-hmm. And to reward him for such a thing, yep, you're going to throw him in there with Alex Morano, who is probably sure. ranked in the maybe like 40th at welterweight right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I I'm not this is no offense. Whoa, whoa, Welterweight's whoa, ridiculous. Whoa, I have him at 27. 27? How dare you? Wow. Alex Morano. Right, not including if we're going by the UFC style, not including the champion. So I have Morano 26th. Maya would be 9th. And Muhammad would be 14th. Okay. But if he beats Damian, he'll be number 8 in the world just based on the ranking. So Okay, so Alex Morano. I mean, Morano had a decent run. I've already said it. There's no backing out of it. Yeah, I know. Morano had a had a had a good stretch where he won three in a row. Then he got knocked out in 27 seconds by Chaos Williams. He beats Reese McKee, who's no longer in the UFC. Loses to Anthony Pettis. There's no real shame in that. And then he TKOs Donald Cerrone, who a lot of people feel should be not fighting anymore. Listen, obviously I thought of all this before I made my pick. Like, okay, listen. If it happens, I'm I if it happens, I like the fight, I would watch it. Um to me this one was pretty easy for me, AK. Randy Brown's coming off a finish not long right. ago. Morano gets the cowboy rub. He he can earn I, I think it's fair to match those two guys two guys up. I think Randy Brown is is is, is ahead of him. Right now, I think he's closer to the top 15 than Murano is. I just think this one makes a lot of sense, and it would be weird and wild enough to get people excited if we like confirmed it and been like, hey, guess what? Murano's fighting Randy Brown. People would be like, oh, damn, this is good. I like this fight. So this one works for me. I think that was the one I saw the most matched up for Murano in the, in the listener picks. I believe it was Murano Brown. Came up like two, at least three times, I think. Uh, I, I guess we didn't make a pick for Brown. Was he your wild card last time we fought? He, he was, was on the main. not. He was not. 
not me, yeah, me neither. So we didn't have a pick. I wonder. I was wondering why I didn't. I didn't mention him. I, I, I guess I didn't have him. Definitely, I saw other people mention it. Anyway, so yeah, but popular listener pick. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if that one made it all. Yeah, we didn't mention him because we picked all six title competitors. Yes. And the two other main cards. So Those eight fights and a wild card. So it was mm-hmm. nine. Sleeping, sleeping on Rude Boy. Yep. Not anymore though. Not anymore because he no, just never got again. booked. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, AK, we've been waiting for months for the battle between Neil on Neil ah. to go down, and it did, and it went to Neil Magny. It did go to Neil, yes. Yes, Neil Magny comes in as the underdog. Once again, he comes through with an upset victory, defeats Jeff Neal. Magny gets back on track after the loss to Michael Chiesa, and Jeff Neal one of the brightest prospects we have seen in the welterweight division in a long, long time has now lost two straight fights, AK. And since this was your fight, this is the fight that you've probably been most most attached with since we started doing the show, Neil on Neil. I think it's only fair that we allow you to to oh. kick us off. Uh, what's next for Neil Magny? Oh, I feel like you've been on the Neil on Neil train as much as I have, Mike. But uh, thank you. Yes, I'll. I'll well, as I mean, a passenger, first, though. <laughs> and a lot of the readers, uh, readers and listeners have been have been on this train as well. So everyone, this is this was our fight, all right. <laughs> this is our fight as a community. Uh, first of all, of course, you know thoughts, prayers to uh, Jeff Neal, who uh, very shortly after the fight posts on Instagram that he's he may have to take some time off. Of course, we know he's had some a lot of in, sort of internal issues. Uh, I believe this was he mentioned sepsis specifically uh, in his post. So uh, that's not guys, that's nothing to mess around with uh, when you're a high level athlete. Really, when you're anybody, but especially if you're a high level athlete uh, doing all kinds of th- tough rough things to your body, you know, to to be become a fighter so uh, hopefully he finds that balance gets healthy and uh, we see we see Jeff Neal 2022 you know again whatever time he needs to take off maybe sooner you know fingers crossed but he doesn't need to be in a rush so uh, yeah so congratulations also to Neil Magny for being for proving he is the one true Neil um, uh, and and I, I I'm just saying throw him in there with Vicente Luque this was uh, this was booked once I, had to, I almost it sounded it sounded so familiar when I thought about it May 18th 2019 uh, Magni was flagged by USADA, not suspended. He was flagged for some some chemical, which I can't even remember that what it is, and the fight was was uh, canceled. But obviously, it was a great matchup back then. I think now with the guys in the career, it's, it's a great matchup. I know we always want to see you know Magni and Luke moving up, and that they're probably sitting in a similar spot in the rankings. But I mean, that's just their lot. Like you mentioned at the beginning of the show. I think this is one of the visions we're talking about where the top 10 just really needs to get unstuck and Usman needs to pick the next challenger and all that. So until it happens, I don't think these guys want to wait. Uh, I think Magni Luke needs to be resolved and just be a great fight. 
in my mind, there's only one answer to this question, what's next for Neil Magny. It's the fight that should have been made months ago, and I know that this other individual was dealing with some health issues, but at this point, it's Magny versus Shemaev. Like, enough is enough. I, I never want to hear Nick Diaz's name ever mentioned again in the same sentence as Hamzat Shemaev. There is no other fight to make. Neil Magny versus Hamzat Shemaev. Hashtag Magzat. Hashtag oh. Hamagny. Whatever works. Hashtag that shiz and run it. This is the fight to make. There's nothing else that makes sense. You, I saw it. I said that Moreno, uh, sorry, excuse me, Moreno was maybe the most mentioned as far as different matchups. Magni was probably the most mentioned as specifically this one matchup. I think, I think, uh, aside from, and I'm spoiler for later, Rodriguez and Yachechik, I think was the other popular one. But uh, yes, as for Magni, everyone said Kamzat Shemaev. I am I. I don't know why. I, I, maybe I'm stupid. Well, I'm definitely stupid, but that doesn't necessarily have to do with you know what we're talking about right now. Uh, is there a, was there there, there there was there talks of them fighting before was there heat i don't remember was there some exchange of words magni definitely mentioned him yeah it was like it was this okay. weird situation where dana white was trying to like sell shamayev as this monster uh, and he's like oh nobody it goes we're offering this guy to everybody nobody wants to fight him meanwhile neil oh, magni's right, been right. sitting at his desk like pick me <laughs> right? pick me i want to fight him like he's ooh, ooh 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 i'm jumping up and down and then as soon as the fight was over shamayev jumps on twitter and says i'm fighting you next magni I'm going to smack oh, yeah. you or do whatever. Just do it. Enough is enough. Like, and Neil said he'll do it. He just doesn't want to wait. Like, if you send him a contract right now, I'm sure he'll sign it. Make that fight in July. Put on that July 10th pay-per-view, and there we go. Let's just People make this thing it. happen. Now, uh, AK, I, I think ahead. I prefer Ma- I think I prefer Hamagni. I think. Hamagni? I think. I think. We'll see. I'll, I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it out tomorrow. Okay. I dig it. <laughs> I'm I not sure it. yet. Let me, let me think about it. I had to mention Nick Diaz, so I'm a little, uh, I'm a little fired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. settle down. Uncasville, but uh, Uncasville, Uncasville state of mind. Yeah, the, the Uncasville chi. Yeah, the, uh, um, yeah. I'm not gonna mince words, AK. We are not matchmaking for Marcus Rogerio de Lima. Want to know Arch. why? Because the fight shouldn't have been on the main card to begin with. Yes. And let's just be, let's just be honest. It was not a good fight. It was not good. Mm. And you can throw him in there with any heavyweight right now, and there you go. And, and and I want to spend more time on the star of the card, Gregor Gillespie. What a gritty, unbelievable show of heart. Gets the TKO finish of Diego Fajeda in an amazing fight. He gets the win. He gets the finish. And he gets the fight of the night bonus all to himself because Fajeda missed weight on Friday. What a night for the self-proclaimed best fisherman in the UFC, AK. I mean, this guy is coming off a ferocious knockout loss. Been out for a long time. He's supposed to fight Brad Riddell. The fight never happened. I felt like that was no offense to Brad Riddell. I swear to God, no offense to Brad Riddell. I felt like this was an, a clear Gillespie-favored matchup against Riddell. Mm-hmm. This one, I was like, oh, boy, he's got his hands full. Like, you got to go in there and fight CDF after losing to Kevin Lee? Don't like your chances, bro. And he goes in there and proves me wrong, proves a lot of people wrong. So, Gregor's the gift that keeps on giving, AK. What gift do do we give him now? 
man, you mentioned you didn't. You have, you got to mention he was facing a, a, a gig, an oversized Diego Pineda who missed weight by almost five pounds. And I know uh, I, I I should tell full disclosure to people by the way. I was watching this and the Canelo card at the same time. It was I was assigned by our our overlords to cover the Canelo card, which I enjoyed. I'm not complaining about it. Uh, but just to let people know, I I, I might have missed some details, but I definitely was paying attention to this fight, uh, which was amazing. And uh, you, you know, people were worrying. I know Salah was saying there were Gillespie was kind of gassing out a little bit. Um, uh, and against a guy who obviously didn't go to the same strenuous weight cut as he did, uh, to be to, to be po- polite about it. Uh, so yeah, that made it even more amazing. I'm glad he got that extra hundred thousand. First fight in so long. Uh, I I want to see him fight Islam Makhachev. I want another I know another wrestler. Uh, sorry, another grappler. I should say, super high level wrestler. Uh, part of me was like I, I like a dos, possible Dos Anjos thing, but I'm still holding out hope. I don't know why for this RDA Gaethje matchup, which is like. I think it's barely a rumor, but I just I'm not giving up on it. I've mentioned it multiple times in the show. It'll be super sweet when it finally gets booked. So, so I can't I, technically for me, in my mind, they're both they're both up to the side. I will not pick for them. Uh, so is so Islam. So the possible Islam, you know, RDA rebooking for me. I mean, yes, would be cool. I think I even mentioned it in another show. But now I'm, I'm moving on from that back to Gillespie Islam Makachev. I love the Makachev idea. I, I love it. I love it so much. But I also am well aware who Islam Makhachev's manager is, so he's probably on Makhachev's Twitter account calling out, you know, Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira and, you know, trying to shoot him up 12 spots in the rankings, which makes, like, no sense right now, even though I could see him fighting for a title at some point, but I just feel like his management will do everything he can to, like, avoid this fight or a fight with anybody ranked behind him. Um, Glassy Makhachev is great, and... I think the UFC is going to see the buzz behind it, so I think they're going to try to get it done. And I think eventually it will get done. But if Makachev says no and looks at it in a different way, like Gillespie will move up past Islam Makachev, in my opinion, because when you have a performance like that, you're not in the promotion's good graces. You're in their great graces. Like They're just like, whatever you want, bro. Like let's do it. This is like not the impact of Yuri Prohashka, but pretty darn close for a guy that's outside of a main event so i love the makachev idea if islam's team no sells it too much which i actually predict they will now that i think about it even more you want to do gillespie versus dan hooker that sounds like a swell time to me as well ak yeah t- look t- tough matchup for hooker but again uh, you know he's in he's in that section of the lightweight division where there are no easy matchups for dan hooker really <laughs> unless he wants to dip like outside of the top like 35 really anyone in that range is is super tough uh you know i, I, I stylistically again i, I would favor, favor gillespie i suppose i'd favor him stylistically i guess a lot of people but uh certainly not a reason not to make that matchup yeah i'm down with that uh the other thing that gillespie did the other day was was what was it did he mention who was it that that first started talking about how I mean, it's not new. Uh, we know he's known for being a great fisherman. Uh, did they mention on the broadcast that he was like, you know, the best fisherman in, the, in MMA? Was it you, Mike, that did it? Or Damon? Some, someone tweeted it out. And then all these responses are coming in from other fighters uh, saying like, oh, no. Conor McGregor chimed in. He, 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 he took offense to, to not being considered part of the, uh, the greatest fisherman discussion. He tweeted about it like three times. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, Habib tweeted on uh, Islam's behalf a picture of Islam with a uh, sizable a sizable fish. So uh, we're talking about matching him up with fights, but Gregor has got a whole other 
bunch of feuds to deal with. Apparently, he's got a, he's got another uh, a realm of expertise to defend. So, uh, congrats to him on that as well. And any sort of heat you can get in this business, even if it's based around fish, you know, it's 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 good stuff. <laughs> yeah, UFC Fight Pass. Like, what are you doing? You're looking for all this like new content. Do a fishing with Gregor show and just have oh. him on the boat with like other fighters, and they're Done. just catching fish and talking. Like that's. Done. I'm in. I will watch that every single week. Uh, Phil Haas kicked off the main card, AK. He gets the decision win over Kyle Dawkins. Megatron getting better and better. He is eliminating that storyline that, that's been attached to him for a while of get him out of the first round, and he's an easy win. Not not the case on Saturday. That is a very scary man at 185, getting better and better. His cardio is getting better. And normally we would uh, we would matchmake for, for young Phil Haas here, but... He already has a date set with Deron Wynn on July 17th. Uh, and by the way, the Lamosh ruiz fight, also July 17th. I looked ah. that up. Uh, so the UFC did our jobs for us. The old double booking trick that looks like it will actually play out this time, it appears, AK. So good for Phil Haas. And uh, you look like you have something to say about that. I was like, I just, it's amazing that it, that it did work out the way it did. Uh, fingers crossed, by the way, that, uh, again, you know, me- medical suspension. And it, was, it was a pretty tough fight. So fingers crossed, no, no, you know, he doesn't receive. A, when, when is his next fight? June, July seventeenth. July seventh. There's some time. So fingers crossed, he doesn't get one of those uh, potential six month suspensions, which I think, as we all know, don't always last six months anyway. You know, you can always get clearance from that as long as everything's, you know, turns out to be in tip top shape. But uh, yeah, very savvy of Phil Haas to to get that book, the UFC to to to, to do that for him. And uh, yeah, he temp- temporary ban from the show because he, you know, he's booked. He's booked for the next. Uh, we know he's booked until July, uh, but uh, but but not a, not a punishment ban. A ban of a ban of respect. A ban of like, wow, well done. A good ban. A good ban. A good ban. Uh, a, a vacation. We'll call it a, vaca- a vacation. You don't want to be mentioned in our show anyway. <laughs> so that means we're going to jump right into the wild card round. AK, we're going to select a fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will do so right now. So what is your wild card selection coming out of UFC Vegas 26? Man, it ain't that wild. I want this matchup. The people want this matchup. I've been calling for this since both guys recently. Like they're, I think they're, they're, their most recent fights before this one. Uh, Jun Yong Park, great performance again against uh, Tefan Chukwe. It's him and Julian Marquez, man. Let's make this happen. This is yep. The people want it. That's the fight. Uh, I did not go with that one because I okay. knew you were going to go with that one. Of course. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and matchmake... The final fight of Donald Cerrone's UFC career, AK. And take us us on a journey. I just want to do this the right way. I mentioned this on the post fight show that we need to kind of handle this Uriah Faber esque. You know what I mean? Like, I know the UFC likes to take these guys with big names, and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. And on their way out, throw them in there with a hungry lion to get the proverbial rub off the. The big name. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's how business is done in combat sports and professional wrestling and stuff like that. But I want to do it the right way because there's no need to throw him in there with the young killer. I say throw him in there with a guy that Cowboy has not only already fought, but has already finished in a fight. And it was seven years ago. Cowboy is adamant that he wants to go back to 155. And if that's what he wants to do, let him do it. As he prepares to face one Jim Miller. This is the perfect last hurrah. Cowboy has that confidence that he stopped Jim Miller already. Jim can try to negate that loss on the tail end of his career. 
I think this is a perfect retirement fight, AK. Like, not, right, right where it needs to be. There's that sweet spot. You look at the dartboard. This is the bullseye. Cowboy, Jim Miller, outdoorsman, battling it out in a, in a, in a battle of respect. One last time. I'm down. That's the one I want to see. So beautiful. That's a that's a beautiful matchup. There's not really such things as beautiful matchups in combat sports, but that's a beautiful matchup. If if uh, okay, no, he's two. He's two. I was gonna say he's two wins behind Cerrone. I was wondering if, if he if he won, could he tie him or or pass him? Okay, so two wins behind. Yeah, I can't see either guy having a problem with this. Uh, Miller's Jim Miller's in a little bit of a slump himself. Uh, oddly, I don't feel like he's as close. He's the same age. He's been a few months uh, younger than Cerrone, but oddly, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. So, sorry, I, I, I don't know if you, I miss you saying this. Would you see this as a potential retirement fight for both guys? I don't think Jim Miller is looking at retirement right mm-hmm. now. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't, we don't talk about it as much. Again, he wants to fight at UFC 300, so which is just like insane to think about. I think it helps that, of course, I mean, when we think about Cerrone's recent losses, we think about Gaethje, we think about McGregor. I mean, there's some pretty ugly knockouts in there. His eye getting swelled up against Tony Ferguson, you know. Uh, you know, M- Jim Miller's losing some tough fights, but he hasn't been knocked out, I'm looking here, in, in three years uh, since fighting Dan Hooker. So, and I'm not just saying, you know, you only take damage in fights you get knocked out, but the optics of it are we definitely see kind of a lot of quick finishes for Cerrone. It does feel like uh, we, we are very close to the end here again. Another one on, on Saturday. So, no, I think that's a great matchup. Uh, yeah, lo- would love to see both guys sign up for it. Like you said, especially if he's going back down to 155. I think that's the one That's the one that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and the two guys with the most most fights in UFC history, right? I think Cerrone, 37. I'm just looking right now. And Jim Miller, I think maybe one behind? Is he like 36? Oh, no, they're tied. They're tied. I'm sorry, yeah. 37. 37 each. Wow. <laughs> throw them in. A, if you throw it and, and throw it on a pay-per-view. Like the, main oh, card yeah. opener on a pay-per-view or featured pre. Actually, do f- featured prelim on ESPN. That's the fight. You get, if you want to do it on July 10th, do it on July 10th. I know I know Cowboy just got stopped, but you want to do July 10th, fine. You want to do an August pay-per-view, fine. September pay-per-view, fine. Like just do it in front of fans. Let them have his moment and let him make that walk to, to that crappy Kid Rock song one more time. <laughs> Oh, shots fired! What what a drive by out of nowhere! Oh my goodness, uh, it's it's a shame there isn't like a bigger card, like some sort of anniversary card coming up. Because I always think about I'm just looking at Jim Miller's insane resume: UFC 100, <laughs> UFC 196, one of the biggest cards ever, uh, UFC 200, 205, one of the biggest cards ever. Like Jim Miller, just his name is associated with so many massive events. Uh, I know people are saying, "Oh, well, he's been around for a while." And it's like there's a lot of there's not, I mean, well, not a lot of people have been around along with him, but you can be in the UFC for five, six years and not end up on one of these like massive cards. He's been on four of them, <laughs> four <laughs> of the most like massive, important pay per views in the company. So, yeah, this is just a Jim Miller appreciation show now. My goodness. Yeah, this is the fight, and that just proves it and puts it over the top. So, uh, before we go to the peeps. We don't have as many as we had last week or the week before, but uh, we've got some, and that's fine. Is there a uh, is, is anybody attacking me? Any mic checks? Any check the uh, tapes? No, I don't think we had a mic check this week. Uh, if I did, I missed it. Uh, but shout out to the listeners for a couple of matchups, which uh, which uh, are popular ones. Uh, Irina Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya was was one that people wanted. That's uh, now UFC 264, July 10th, and uh, Gerald Mearshart and Mahmoud Muradov. Mahmoud Muradov, a popular name. 
Uh, and Mereshert was one of the names that was thrown out there by a few listeners. So he won the Muradov sweepstakes. They are fighting on August 28th. Uh, Michael Perugini wanted to get credit. A check, I had to ask you for that. A check the tapes credit for the Sherman uh, Chase Sherman Park Reporter rebooking on, on August 21st. But I think, did we not? Like, didn't you? I, I keep asking, didn't you mention that that was being rebooked? Didn't we know? Did we not know that that was going to be rebooked already? Well, I mean, I, I'm. I'm I'm kind of surprised it got rebooked. I wasn't. I, I Chase Sherman just fought. Like he just fought Arlovsky April seventeenth, because that that's when that fight was supposed to happen. Sherman loses, and already rebooked fight Park Reporter. Sure. Okay. So all right, all right, Michael Perugini, I'll give you partial partial credit for partial. that. Well done. I think some other listeners call for that one too. But Michael, uh, you 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 wanted attention, and now you have it. Uh, <laughs> and my uh, check the tapes for myself. I kind of called O'Malley versus uh, Smolka, which is coming. I, I forgot the date now, but that's coming up now. That's O'Malley's next fight. I called for this one last year. I wanted him to kind of get the spot that uh, Thomas Almeida eventually ended up getting, sort of the comeback fight for for uh, O'Malley. And I, I still don't hate the matchup. I, I don't think him beating Almeida like, oh, now he has to go back to fight someone in the top 15 or top 20. Like, why? Why? He's 27 years old. I, I might not be a fan of O'Malley personally. But I think he's a super exciting fighter, and I think you can you need you need to keep building him up the right way. These are good matchups that showcase his skills. I get it. I I, I understand if people want to just skip this and go like, oh, you know, Smoka's a, a journeyman or whatever. But I think Smoka's a very tough opponent. Yes, a winnable fight for O'Malley, but that's okay when you're building up uh, talented fighters like O'Malley. You're supposed to give them winnable matchups, guys. And uh, Cheeto Vera was a great matchup. That was right at that line of like guys who I thought he could beat would also be a great challenge he lost to vera that's fine now you course correct and you give him the thomas almeida's you give him the the uh the smokas and uh and you hope that he's you know he, he keeps winning and, and showing off what he can do so i like that matchup a lot mike i don't know if you thought this is a waste of an o'malley booking or no i like i like it too i i actually i knew one of us had mentioned that i think we both had last year it's yeah a, it's a, 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 i like it i think it's a fine fight i think it's a fine fight because it just depends on which Lewis Smolka shows up. Yeah. If if Lewis Smolka, the guy with all this potential that we keep talking about, that we see from time to time shows up, <laughs> he could give Sean O'Malley some problems. I mean, this is a this is a very talented fighter. But if we get the Lewis Smolka who struggles to make weight and doesn't give a shit and sorry, but it, it, it and it happens. He's admitted that it's happened. So th- like I'm not I'm not just making things up. These are things that he has said. If that guy shows up, he's gonna get knocked knocked out viciously. Sure. So we'll see. I mean, Smolka seems motivated now. We'll see if he gets out, goes out there, beats Sean O'Malley, gets a lot of that steam. Because look what happened to Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera got to fight Jose freaking Aldo after he beat Sean O'Malley. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smolka may actually get to the opportunity to live up to his uh, his potential after all. So I like Maybe. the fight. I got no issue with it whatsoever. That's it. That's it for the uh, tapes check, Mike. Are we going on to the listeners? We will go to the listeners. Let, uh, me, let me throw out the standard disclaimer while you look up your... Remember, there's a now standard disclaimer. Guys, emphasis on winners, unless they're in the main event or title fight. We like to emphasize unique matchups. So, uh, you know, if we if we don't mention you, it's probably because a bunch of other people mentioned it. Uh, the fighter may already be booked. People, do your research. Do your research. This happened a lot with Phil Haas this week. Come on. And then uh, you may have just made a mistake, you know, maybe wrong weight class. The person fought, uh, or the two people have fought already. You didn't remember. Someone's injured. He's not going to be back for a while. And, uh, of course, most importantly, your pick might just be doo-doo, and uh, we don't want to read it. So, Mike, please, uh, lead us off. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm, I probably should have been a little more. Uh... Oh, wait. Well, sorry. While, you know, while, you're, while you're looking, 
I'll give you another second to gather your thoughts. Uh, so, oh, a lot of people wanted Jung Yong Park versus Eric Anders. And uh, I don't blame people for missing this one because I think this report just came out yesterday. Did you see this report of Eric Anders and Darren, Darren Stewart, Stewart. Re- rebooked? Yeah. I want to, I believe, I want to say it was broken by Sergio Pinero of Fighter Path, if I'm not mistaken. I, this, that's the first reference I saw to it. So shut up, Sergio. Uh, but yes, I believe they are rebooked after their uh, unfortunate uh, no contest last time for UFC 263, June 12th. So I, I'm not calling people out for, for, for trying to book uh, Park Anders. I do think that is a really good matchup, but it does sound like, uh, it's not official yet, but it does, and I don't think we've confirmed it, but it does sound like there's at least uh, talks of Anders and Stewart rematching. So uh, Anders out of the question for now. All right, so I want to get to some of the uh, the first timers here. Oh, here we go! Uh, big shout out to Otto Marley. Uh, this has nothing to do with the card, but he wanted to make sure he got this in. He said uh, he listens on Spotify. Says we're awesome, AK, which I like. Uh, but he wanted to throw out a matchup out there that nobody has thought of. If Charles Oliveira wins the belt at one fifty five, he could call up Max Holloway to redeem his loss. I mean, Max is Max is in a weird spot. He's got a lot of time and will fight anybody anywhere. So he's suggesting if Oliveira wins the title that he fights Max Holloway for the lightweight title. I That's a crazy fight. Not against it. Not against it. Uh, Michael Conifray. First time suggesting uh, Jeff Neal versus Randy Brown or Michelle Pajeda. I know he's a, he lost the fight and he's going to be taking some time off, but he says uh, when he's ready to come back. That's what he uh, would like to see. And he would also like to go to UFC 263, and he wants my advice how to get his dad to take him. So I don't know. Just ask nicely would be the the way I would go about it. Uh, let's see. Gregor, this is Brandon Nunez suggesting Gregor Gillespie versus Paul Felder. A lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. Uh, Magny versus Sean Brady or Shamayev. Murano versus Daniel Rodriguez. That's fun. Uh, Rodriguez versus Joanna Watterson versus Verna. Verna's booked, but if she wins, I not a bad idea. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, Marina versus Joanna, Watterson versus Nina Nunez, Morano versus Condit. Like seeing Morano fighting these veteran guys, I think a fight with Condit would be an amazing fight to make. That's fine. I like that idea as well. Okay. Uh, Magni Shemaev, Gillespie versus the Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush loser. Okay. Uh, Diego Fajardo versus Armand Sarukian. Oh. Who was this? Who was this name of this person? This is Evan Rodriguez. Okay, I just want to make sure. I, I wasn't someone already also sent to me. Okay. Uh, Jake Marshall, Marina versus the loser of Jan Esparza. There you go. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate that. Uh, Zach Andrews, another Rodriguez versus JJ or Jessica Andrade. Marina Rodriguez versus Jessica Andrade if she goes back to 115. Uh, Murata versus Max Griffin. That's a fun fight. Another Magni Hamzat, Lima versus Nascimento, or De Lima versus Nascimento, Gregor versus Tiago Moises or Sarukian, uh, Carlson Harris versus Impa Kasanganai, Mike Trezano versus Gavin Tucker. Thick Bih. Wow, okay. Carlson Harris versus Gunnar Nelson, uh, Jung Young Park versus Brennan Allen, Mike Trezano versus Chaz Skelly. Uh, Gregor Gillespie, another for Darius Ferguson loser, but only if Benil loses. Uh, let's see. DeLima versus Espino. Oh, God. Are you trying to kill this man? <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, Neil Magny versus Mohamed Maya winner if Bilal wins. Murano versus Nicholas Dalby. 
And Marina Rodriguez versus Zhang Wei Li is his suggestion. Zach Diamond Sampson, Gregor versus a, a, another popular one. Gregor versus the Ferguson Darius loser. Um, and he's asking if I think Maurice Green could make light heavyweight. He might have to. Maurice, he's tall. Yeah, he's a big dude. How much did I mean, he weigh? Some, how much did he weigh for this one? You know. I think he came in pretty pretty high. Uh, let me find. He looks he looks great. It was like the best he's ever looked. Did, who called him out on Twitter though? Uh, who uh, was it? Kel, was it our boy Kelleher that called him out? Someone said. Uh, someone said he looks good, but he just shaved his chest or something. And, and so it made it. So it made his like you know everything <laughs> pop. It made everything pop. I don't. I oh I should say I, maybe it was one of his teammates that called. Someone made a joke about it on Twitter. One of the, our, the usual. Uh, maybe I've been in Bilal or uh, Brian Kelleher. I thought yeah. Someone says that like no, nah, he just shaved his chest. He looks the same. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I talked to his manager yesterday. It says the manager agreed that he lost weight. Okay. Along uh, with the shave chest. I don't know if Maurice Green I'll will be fighting know. in the UFC again. Oh, wait a minute. I found the weight. Uh, he weighed in oh, 237. So I get. So I understand the light heavyweight suggestion, right? When you see some heavyweight coming that far under the 265 limit. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I don't know if he can make 205. He's a big dude. He seems really big. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Francisco. He, taught, he calls himself the best Italian fan of on to the next one. Wow. So who do you think he suggested uh, Phil Haas fight if he beats Duran win? The Dekirico Delice winner. Correct. Of course. Gillespie, Makachev, Delima, uh, Danho, Magni, I'm okay with Luke or the loser of Thompson Burns, Murano versus Condit, or Grant or Murano versus Grant Dawson if Murano wants to drop to 55, but I don't think he's going to drop to 55. Has, uh, he, has he fought at 55 before? I can't remember the last time he fought at 55 if he did. Uh, Rodriguez versus the winner of Caitlin Chukagan Viviani Araujo fight if she wants to stay at 125. Um, so there you go. To the world, baby. That's the person's name. Uh, well, it's not really. That's their hand Instagram handle. Yeah, or Twitter. That's that's the, that's the IG handle. It's okay, not a matchmaking like suggestion. It's just it's a different kind of suggestion. It's not a rude suggestion, is it? Is no, that- no, no, no. It's not. Oh, it's shit. not. It's not. not telling us, telling us to go screw ourselves. <laughs> uh, and then Poppy Bryant comes in and just has one suggestion and said the loser of Jan Jonan and Carlos Barza fights Marina Rodriguez. Yeah. And now going to our regulars real quick. Uh, Christian Lee, Nico Price uh, for Alex Morano, either the, re- the rematch of Nico Price or Randy Brown. For Rodriguez, Esparza, Jaunan, loser, because the winner is likely the number one contender. Patrick Austin, Gregor versus Felder. Uh, Haas versus Buckley. I like that idea. I actually, I liked that idea before. I don't really like it right now. I think Phil Phil Haas is way ahead of Joaquin Buckley right now. Plus, he's booked to fight somebody else. Uh, Jeff Neal versus Carlos Condit. Murano versus the other Cowboy. He might have to give both Cowboys his walking papers. Oh, I hadn't thought about that one. That's not a bad yeah, that, idea. That makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. Patrick John Austin. Killer. Nicely who has done. Fought, who has fought both? Off the top of your head. I'm not saying name I, I have no can idea. We, can we think of anyone that's fought both of them? Jose Young's would probably know. I was going to say, let me call Let me call Jose right now. We'll call him in. We'll dial him in. Uh, does Neil Magny versus Nick Diaz make sense? I don't know. So, what, what, sorry, what was the question again? He asked if Nick D- if Neil Magny versus Nick Diaz makes sense. Do we need to ban Nick Diaz from the show as well? <laughs> I like Neil no, Magny versus Nick. Against, no, I like Neil Magny Nick versus Nick Diaz 
way I, more than I like Hamza Jemaya versus Nick Diaz. As do I. But I like Neil Magny versus Hamza even more than I like Neil Magny versus Nick Diaz. And again, God, do we God, do we even know? I mean, he's making that street sweet. Uh, what's that? <laughs> what is that uh, thing he just released this week? Um, oh, he's teaching te- teaching. Uh, oh, what is it called? Nude ladies how to how to strike. Is that what it is? He's t- well, I don't know if they're necessarily have to be nude. Uh, it's this is with uh, I, I'm gonna I'll shout out the streaming platform. I'll give this some. Strip, oh, it, it is what I thought it was called. Yeah. Okay. Strip chat. Yeah. Strip, strip chat. chat. So he is teaching self defense. <laughs> uh, yes. To uh, to women. That this women scantily clad it's, women. Uh, women who who perform in front of a camera. Yes. Strip chat. Strip chat. There you go. There's your plug. Uh, a couple more. Matt Ravelli, Murano versus Randy Brown, another suggestion. Uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Mackenzie Dern would be a banger. Um, and then he said, also keep seeing Gillespie versus Makachev suggestions. Would be awesome, but I don't know if Islam would fight back, would, would fight Gillespie next, hmm. which I agree with. Uh, let's see. Another week, another robbery review on BTL for AK. What? John George saying you got that there should be a robbery review from your appearance on the gauntlet saying you won. Oh, you got hosed. no, look, look, I, I was going up against the goat. I was going to, I, I, you know, I had to, bring, I, 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 thank you guys. I thought I did very well. I, I thought, thought you I did, did very, very well, well, but I, I have nothing but respect for Phoenix Carnivale. She's a beast. And uh, I, th- I think she beat me fair and square, but, uh, but I, I got a lot of confidence from that one. Yes. There's the, apparently there should be two robbery reviews. You versus Phoenix and Al Shadi versus Jose. A lot of people I, thought Oshadi won that one. I thought I did too. I think I picked Sean. I was the descending judge. I was the Chris Lee of the Knights, so I don't know. I don't know how accurate I was, but I think I picked Sean. Uh, let's see. Where are we going here? Uh, Diego Fajeda versus Mike Perry at 170 is uh, John George's suggestion. I don't know. Mike Perry can. <laughs> has, has, he has other things he needs to worry about. Uh, if not, Sarukian would be fun. Gillespie versus Islam. Jeff Neal versus Nico Price because someone's going to get knocked out. We already saw that fight, though, John. And uh, Jeff Neal won that fight in violent fashion. And then finally, Jack Porter. We got Rodriguez versus Zhang Wei Li. Watterson, Nunez, Magni, Brady, or Shemaev since he's the only one willing to take either of those fights. Gillespie versus Felder. Mm-hmm. Haas versus DeKirico. And how about Carlson Harris versus Monir Lazez? That's a fun fight. I, I saw that too. That's Gosh, a sick of, ass fight. I these like listeners it. are so on point with their matchups sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I know I know when they agree on something that I know it makes sense. I was like, yeah, man, that's 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 a good one. Okay, I'm done. On to you. Okay, I can find two fighters that have fought both Cowboys. I, I may be forgetting, I may be forgetting someone. Uh, but Mike Perry fought both both Cowboys. He was submitted by Cerrone, the armbar. Uh, and uh, he beat. Uh, he won. Yes, he won decision against uh, Cowboy Oliveira, and Yancy Medeiros, of course, had that amazing fight with uh, with Cowboy Oliveira at UFC 218. That fight was. Fring- I think that's the only fight in UFC history where both fighters scored multiple knockdowns or multiple knockdowns in a round or something. That fight was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he immediately fought Cowboy Cerrone uh, in the next fight that uh, and lost by first round TKO but got at least got a nice hug from from Grandma Cerrone that was at, yes, uh, the friendliest fight ever so I don't know how I forgot that but um, yeah it's a great two fight series there and yeah maybe Murano joins that maybe he joins the Cowboy Cowboy Killers uh, uh, lineup uh, okay well uh, Mike I guess I don't like to repeat too many so I'll try to run down some of the names we I got here and there's just some some wonderful messages that I'm going to end up uh, I cannot wait till I get to the last message okay 
I'm going to shout out my email boys first because they often get the short end of the stick. But Tristan Gordet and Harry Dwoskin are always coming in every week. Uh, Tristan Gordet, again, four of the most – I'm just going to run down. He gave four of the most popular choices. Rodriguez, you got Jacek, Murano Brown, Magni Shemaev. This was everywhere. I think almost everyone who sent in submissions suggested uh, Magni Shemaev. This is uh, one of the one of the most, I think, matched up uh, – one of the most popular matches I would say this year that I've seen. And then uh, Gillespie Felder. And I think you got the message on Twitter from uh, our boy Bobby Atkins who said uh, – who thinks who thinks Gregor will retire Felder. I believe you got tagged in this message. Oh, no. Maybe you didn't. It was just for me. I might have been. Oh, no. He said hashtag – I'm sorry. He used the hashtag Otto, so even better, and said uh, Gregor sadly retires Paul Felder. I don't know about that. I don't know. Like I would pick – Gillespie to win that fight, but I don't know if the, that would actually be the end of Paul Felder. I think I think uh, Felder's got some good fights left in him. Yeah, I don't know and if the, that matchup gets Paul Felder like back in the octagon. You know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, true. And that's the other thing. That's right. We know that Felder's being very picky with sort of however many fights he has remaining in his career. That might not be one he's interested in. Uh, Tristan got very tricky with uh, one of his matchups. I see you, Tristan. I see you. I see you. He then he goes. <laughs> Carlston Harris, tell me if this name rings a bell, Mike, versus Yorosh Yorish Yorisic. I probably killed that pronunciation. What? <laughs> Carlson Harris versus Yoros Yorisic. 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 Huh. This guy is not even, I'm not, don't, I, I, like, don't worry. This guy is not even signed to the UFC. All right. This guy, this is not a contender series guy. This is not like, I think it's Marcus McGahee who keeps bringing up, uh, uh, you know, new fighters who just, who either had their fight canceled, just haven't been rebooked yet. This guy is not, as far as I know, is not signed to the UFC. I looked it up. I was trying to say, is there a rumor I missed? Uh, he's a top guy over in, uh, he just fought for KSW. And then the, you, the only reason you remember him is that you can look this up later, is he he lost to Shamil Musayev, another top guy, and then there was a post-fight melee. It was a KSW 58 in uh, in January. So I don't know. Maybe he's been signed, and I I, I, I swear I looked this up. So Tristan, maybe you're galaxy braining this, and you picked a sick fight for uh, debut fight for Euros, but uh, I don't know. This I should I almost should should ban you a week for being just too clever. <laughs> our, our listeners are too clever sometimes. Uh, Harry Dwaskin had a bunch of good matchups. I won't read them all. He likes Carlson Harris versus Dwight Grant. Uh, I don't. I thought this was a little too much too soon. Trezano versus Andre Feely. Don't hate it. Is that? Is Trezano at that level yet? I mean, I, I, I did not watch Saturday's fight closely, so I apologize to you. I, I think he can be. I mean, he got the. He he was injured. He was out for a while, so it kind of slowed his momentum. He did lose to Grant Dawson, but Grant Dawson's just a monster. Like yeah, once that course, guy gets yeah. on top of you, just nothing you can do about and, it. And not a, and not a featherweight anymore. Let's be honest, not a featherweight. One hundred percent. Dude's huge. Uh, I, th- that's that's a fine fight for me. I okay. mean, it wouldn't be my first choice, but I I it makes sense. Trezano would jump at it. I mean, Trezano sure. would jump at that fight in a second. Uh, and Philly wouldn't. I'm not saying Philly would say no. I just don't think it's a fight that he's looking for right now. Uh, he mentioned of course Magny versus Sean Brady, and he said he acknowledged, as you pointed out, everyone's going to be saying Magny versus Shmaev. But he thinks Magny is the perfect test for how good Sean Brady is. And he says, I think Mike Heck would love this matchup. Do you love the Magny, Sean Brady? I do. I like yeah. that matchup. It looks like Sean Brady and uh, Li Jingliang have social media agreed to fight each other. Yes. Wait, wait. Oh, Brady and, Brady and Lee. Brady, yeah. Yeah, Brady yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's Did I say right. Magny? My bad. Brady no, no, and Li Jingliang. No, no, I think you said Brady. I think I just missed okay. it. Okay. Well, well, you know, we'll check the tapes later. We'll check, check the tapes. tapes. We'll, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix this whole exchange in post. <laughs> no one will hear this. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee, Lee and Brady. Yeah, which I think is a good match. Lee, very popular name on on uh, no. Um, 
But uh, yeah, uh, I know Four Corner Sports and why uh, this did tag both of us. And one of the matches I like Jeff Neal maybe versus uh, Lawler or Carlos Condit. I'm like, yeah, okay. I just I want to get Lawler and Condit back in the mix somewhere, so I don't hate that. Uh, Dustin Getco, who I believe is a longtime listener. If he's not, then I apologize. But uh, I finally sent in some suggestions, so I do want to shout him out. Uh, Marina Yacecek, uh, Gregor Loser, Darius Ferguson, and uh, Magni versus Brady. Magni versus Brady, another popular choice. Probably the second most popular behind uh, Magni and Shamaya. Barry O'Reilly also loved the uh, Harris-Munir-Lazez matchup. He's down, he's down with Park Marquez. I'm telling you, everyone wants this. Uh, I like this one a lot. This was mentioned by a couple people too. Trezano versus Omar Morales. I think I for me, I think that's a more accurate test right now for him than Feely. I, I, I'm very high on Feely, maybe. Um, Gillespie versus Dawson or Sarukian, we've touched upon. And uh, yes, Morano versus uh, Demolidor. Michel Bejeda, I like it. I mentioned Michael Perugini before and check the tapes. He likes Cowboy versus Condit. Or he just says, congrats on a great career. Happy trails to Cowboy. Whatever happens there. Murano versus Alan Joban. Hmm. I kind of don't. I kind of don't want to see Alan Joban fight anymore. He has a lot going on. He has a lot going on. He doesn't need to fight. That fight with um, Jared Gooden was a great fight. Mm -hmm. That was a, a lot of fun. But if he's, and this is no disrespect to Jared Gooden, because Jared Gooden is a nice guy. But if Alan Joban is having struggles against Jared Gooden, I don't know like how he does against much better competition. You know what I mean? It's, okay. que- it's questionable. Fair. Fair. Uh, Michael Piergini also had a, a couple of good matchups for uh, Magni and Dilema based on some upcoming p- potential losers. He says Mag- maybe Magni versus Wonderboy. Gilbert Burns loser, that's on July 10th. And maybe DeLima versus the Latifi Bozer loser, that's on June 5th. So a little bit uh, closer. Uh, Marcus McGahey, I made a note here to read his comments on Magni Brady. What did Marcus McGahey say that was so inspiring to me? He says, given the state of things at the top of the welterweight division, I can see Magni having to take on a hot prospect next. Yeah, he's been in this position before. And uh, by my estimation, the prospect most deserving such an opportunity is Sean Brady. Uh, even though Usman coming in, Luke and Kesar are without Bowser present, he's he says he wouldn't be surprised to see all those guys kind of paired off. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I think Luke is it will be available, but I can understand if um, if they, you know, they get they get booked and, and uh, Magni has to has to wait to see again the result of another fight, potentially. I I I'm trying to remember and you guys may have to go back into the archives and listen to this interview that I did with Sean Brady after his last win. I want to say he's not all that interested in fighting Neil Magni. Because they're like they have a really good relationship. I'm okay. pretty sure that's that. what he said. Um, yeah. But again, cheap plug. Go back into the archives. Just go into the content page and <laughs> search for Sean Brady. Because uh, I know when I last spoke with Sean, I brought that name up, and I'm pretty sure he said, uh, "Me and Neil train together. We're cool. If we're gonna fight, we will fight later, not now." Kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it, I think it would have to be something like, "Well, Sean, you win this one, and you know you're in the top five or something." If you that 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 might be, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, he also likes Harris versus Abubakar Nurmagomedov. Uh, first of all, he just said Harris versus Nurmagomedov, and let me tell you something, people. I get it; they all fight in different weight classes. But please, I'm I, don't make me think more than I have to. Just remind me which one is. I know there's Saeed. right now. There's Saeed, Umar, 
and Abubakar uh, Nurmagomedov in the UFC. Yes, they fight in different weight classes, but still, I, I, it, just, it all jumbles together. Please help me, help me skip that extra step. I haven't looked that up. Uh, I'll, I got, I'm gonna run through some of these quickly because, yeah, we just, you know, just keep this show tight. Uh, Locktagon, I want to read it from Twitter. I want to read his message. He says. <laughs> Two things. One, he wants to see an upside-down Alex Moreno fight Joshua Fabia. I hate to mention <laughs> Fabia on the show, but I would, I would love to see an upside-down Alex Moreno beat the crap out of him. And then uh, his real submission, he says, if Moreno wants to continue uh, the Randy Orton Legend Killer tour, then yes, he says uh, Moreno versus Condit. So that's that's that one is definitely out there. I, I don't know if Condit would want to take that. Um, Ryan Doherty, shout-out to him, uh, Moreno versus Brady. Uh, Chris Dragonslayer 2, Magni versus Brady. Man, this is, yeah, uh, uh, Magni versus Brady. So, so... I mean, Brady, wait, Brady is fighting. Who's he fighting next? He is not booked. He's not booked. He wants Li Jing Liang. It looks like those two guys. Man, Brady is, that guy's good. He is. <laughs> that guy is good. Uh, Toke Gerding Jensen. Uh, yes, he mentioned, he's uh, one of several who mentioned Gillespie versus Hooker, so I love that. And I like his suggestion. He said, if Cerrone fights again, hopefully against, he'd like to see Cerrone versus Brian Barberina. Uh, somewhere down the road at a, a show in Denver with fans. That's like the way we want to see, you know, Cerrone go out. But Brian Barberina is booked. Is he? He's fighting Jason Witt on July 31st, I believe. Well, I, uh, one, I totally forgot about that. Two, I, it's I just, think... it's, it's, it's new. It happened like yesterday. Okay. I, and I also think Toke is, again, is assuming this would be somewhere down the road. Cerrone takes some time off. Uh, and also, again, because we, and, Hopefully, when we can open up more things, you know, in North America, and uh, we can have it in a venue that's somewhat of a home court for Cerrone, and has you know has a lot of his friends, family, and fans there. That's that's ideal. Just not not at the apex. We can't have Cerrone's career at the apex. It just no. feels wrong. Uh, Liam Perry, uh, Delima versus Rothwell. Yeah, maybe if they can do a quick turnaround, because you know it wasn't uh, Rothwell made weight on Friday. It was his opponent who uh, who fell ill, uh, Philip Lins. So I like that. I'd love a quick turnaround for those guys. Trezano versus Chaz Skelly. Be interesting. That's it. I like that fight. And uh, this is a fight I forgot was happening. Carlston, very high in Carlston Harris. Carlston Harris versus Diego Lima, Matt Brown, loser on June 19th. I don't mind that at all. I don't know. I think Matt Brown would be a little bit soon for Carl. He looked great. Carlston Harris looked great. I think it'd be a little bit soon for him. Uh, and Thomas Collins, the last Twitter guy, I will shout out. Uh, he likes Carlson Harris versus Takashi Sato. That's a little more in my wheelhouse. Mike, that's more of an AK Lee matchup. That's fine. I like that too. <laughs> Uh, just a few from Instagram, <laughs> and then I'll go. I had to go back to Twitter for, to close up the show, but just a few from Instagram. Uh, first, uh, a Twitter user F Steve Harvey. Again, he he does not not <laughs> F Steve Harvey. It's uh, just a word I can't say right now. He says uh, the only fight to make is Rodriguez versus JJ, and uh, he likes Magni versus Luke as well. And I had to ask him. I thanked him for the picks. I said, "Why do you hate Steve Harvey?" Uh, and he says, "I don't actually hate him. I'm just a huge fan of Tyler the Creator, or I was a huge fan of Tyler the Creator in high school." And uh, apparently that is a, uh, a lyric at the end of one of Tyler, the Creator's songs. So nothing uh, okay. Him. And if you look up on Twitter, Tyler, the Creator, Steve Harvey, uh, Tyler, the Creator has a tweet from back in like 2012 saying, I don't hate Steve Harvey. I just thought it was a funny thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Nothing for us to the great Steve Harvey. Uh, Matt Bradbury. Oh, he's coming in with some deep cuts. Uh, Pettis versus. Oh, sorry. Sorry. This is why I wanted to, uh, he wanted to mention uh, uh, Bellator picks. Matt Bradbury. Thank you for Bellator picks. He likes he likes Sergio Pettis, recently crowned bantamweight champion, versus Brett Johns. Brett Johns is debuting in uh, with the promotion May 21st. He is coming off two UFC wins, so it would be three straight wins if he beats Mateos Matos on May 21st. And technically, Sergio did get a 
title shot off of one win. So I kind of see the thinking here. I don't think unless Brett Johns does some crazy either like 30 second submission or or shows off some some insane strike he's never thrown before. I I can't see them giving him the title shot, but I you know what? But I like the Bellator suggestions anyway. I do think there's a lot of bantamweights in the line well ahead of Brett Johns, but who knows? We'll see what the rankings look like after. He got it off he got it off two wins. Yeah, yeah, two's back back to back wins in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. No, so, no, no, no. Ser, ser, oh, Sergio had two wins in Bellator before he got the title shot. Who were they? Uh, Kes, uh Alfred Keshakian. Okay. Uh, first round submission win, and then he the Ricky Bande has main event win oh, in I July. The, I didn't remember the Keshakian fight at all. Okay, well then I think John's is way way back. But again, appreciate it. Uh, and Archuleta versus Magomed Magomedov. I think Magomedov's closer to a matchup with Pettis than he is with Archuleta. But I did say on one of our previous shows, I, I would like to see Magomedov get one big fight, like one more big win before getting a title shot. Maybe, maybe if he can beat Archuleta, obviously, then you're guaranteed number one contender. So I don't hate that either. So again, I like. Matt, what about Magomedov versus Rafian Stotts? I I loved I what think- Rafian Stotts had to say after the win over Josh Hill because the commentators and everyone asking him questions was like. Oh man, now you're gonna might have surgery. You might have fight your teammate now. And Rafian, same thing. Like, but Rafian was like, I I, I want to play bodyguard for Sergio. I'm just gonna start like not like all these guys are gonna come to Sergio. I'm I'm his bodyguard and start and start whacking him away. You go you're going pro wrestling style. The, the stable. You gotta you gotta get. He's the Mr. The, uh, Hughes of uh, Mr. Sergio Hughes. Pettis. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You got Anthony in there. Sergio. You got Rafian Stotts, of course. Duke Rufus. It's quite it's quite a, it's a lot of muscle there. It's quite a squad. Uh, and in addition to all the other fighters at two group restraints. But I loved Sergio's uh, call out, man. Perfect. Kyoji Horiguchi. Yeah. Loved that call out. Uh, MVP versus Jason Jackson. I think that is going to happen. I do think that's that's the fight that MVP needs to get for. I, I don't think he gets that Lima rematch right away. Uh, if Lima beats uh oh my gosh, um Amasov. I think uh, I think I think MVP's gonna fight the winner of that fight. I don't know. I think he has to wait. I think he needs one more. I think I uh I, What else does he with, have to do? He has to beat Jason Jackson. That's what he has to do. <laughs> Oh, Matt Bradbury, I love the uh, I love the Bellator picks. He also likes Watterson versus Torres too. A lot of people suggesting matchups for Watterson at this point in her career. I think that's kind of where she's at. She's fought everyone, right? And uh, Morano versus Tim Means. Yes, I like that too. Another veteran guy. And uh, Cerrone, he had a, you, you mentioned Cerrone probably going back down to 155. I like he said Cerrone versus Michael Johnson, which I actually like. It's kind of unfortunately just throwing two guys together who are on losing streaks, but sometimes that's what you got to do, you know, when you're when you're matchmaking. So and it might be uh, yeah, whoever loses. Might be done with the UFC. I'm not saying they have to retire, but might be done with the UFC. So, and uh, Trezano versus Pat Sabatini, great matchup. But uh, maybe uh, maybe you think Trezano is a little bit higher than Pat now in the rankings. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but if they Three made it, then I'm fine with it. Three and one now, I think, in the UFC. And again, the the Dawson losses. Dawson's a beast, and Dawson's actually at 155 or so. Yeah. <laughs> if you really three and zero oh against like featherweights, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, Dylan Shute, again, uh, he's like me. He likes the idea of Rodriguez versus uh, Gadelia. We just don't know what's going on with her. Uh, he wants the mom fight, uh, mom champ battle, Watterson versus Nunez. Uh, he also recommended Delima versus Spino. So, he, so that you're, 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 I can't remember who it was that recommended for you, Mike. Spino but, uh, kills not, that man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, hey, I, you know what? Only one way to know. Throw him in there. Trezano versus Jared Gordon and uh, Carlson Harris versus Song Kanan. Yeah, I like all those. Yep. MMA heads. Give another vote for Delima versus Espino. Oh boy, I think we got to hashtag this one somehow. <laughs> People want to see it. Uh, he also liked Trisana versus Jared Gordon, so on the same page there. And uh, Park versus uh, Carl Roberson. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I like that. That one's okay. Jacob Best again, uh, previously mentioned and mentioned by a bunch of uh, listeners, sent stuff into me as well. Marina Rodriguez versus Mackenzie Dern. Sure, I don't think it happens just yet, but I absolutely see it happening down the road. 
another one from Murano versus Price too. I guess I don't. February 2017. It was a while ago. Overturned Price. Uh, you know, smoking the wacky tobacco. And uh, so unfortunately, that was that. Uh, it's technically not a fight. I, yeah, run it back. It was a while ago. Gillespie versus Rafael Fiziev and uh, Fajeda versus Grant Dawson. That is really interesting. That'd be fun. Huh. This next, this next young man. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm sure. I. I apologize. I'm sure. I'm. I'm not gonna get this name right. It. Uh, Mawani, in Gemi, I believe is his name. Uh, Mawani here on Instagram. Great suggestion. What? Let's. He's like UFC. Make that atom weight division, and let's have Watterson versus Penne too uh, for the inaug. I guess maybe for the inaugural UFC atom weight title. Why? Honestly, why not? You know, we all. They want Watterson to get a title shot. Watterson wants a title shot. He's a popular fighter. Just this is a great way to manufacture a title shot. I have no problem with it. I know people will whinge about it. Whatever, people. It's, it's a fun fight. And also, anything that opens up an atom weight division uh, will be great. And uh, the other thing, I want to do Moani a favor because I probably butchered his name. So I will mention uh, he has a SoundCloud. I'll shout out Moani's SoundCloud, which I listened to uh, the other day. Some electronic music. That's uh, M W A N I. You can look that up on uh, SoundCloud and, and listen to that. But Mike, the best. The best uh, message I received was from one Mr. Lamar Haas. Lamar Haas. Now, let, let's hold on. Let's be clear here. I received the message from this account some time ago. It is not, I obviously do not know if it is apparently Phil Haas's brother. I don't know if it actually is. On, I see his social media activity. He does talk about Phil a lot, and, and uh, he says he's Phil's brother. So, But, but I don't know. We, uh, Phil, do you know? Have you spoken to Phil Haas before? A long time ago. Okay. Do we know he was in Bella? He was in Bellator the last time I okay. spoke with him. Well, I am. I am trusting that this person actually is Lamar Haas, who he says he is, that he is Phil's brother. The first time he messaged me, it was in response to me, me being about a bit glib about Phil's uh, path to the UFC. It was a long, winding road. Contender Series, Ultimate Fighter, uh, various other promotions. Super talented guy. Um, and I may, in, in fairness to to Lamar uh, for who criticized me, I may have been, like I said, I may have been a bit too sarcastic about it and made it sound like, oh, he he doesn't deserve to be in the UFC, which wasn't what I meant at all. And clearly, he has shown he definitely belongs in the UFC, and it's great to see um, Phil living up to so much of that potential. But <laughs> Lamar was not impressed by my Phil Haas commentary in the past. But I didn't mind. It's whatever. You know, he can take it however he wants. However, he would he did such a nice thing. He messaged me really shortly before we recorded today. He says. Good morning, brother. I want to apologize for my Twitter fingers. What you said about me uh, had me and my family laughing. I think he means I, I addressed kind of his comments in other, in other shows. So he found it funny that I brought it up. Uh, he said, I meant no offense by it. Just get passionate about family. Been a fan of the site for a long time. Keep up the good work. Uh, That's so, awesome. So I think the AK Lee uh, Haas family beef is over. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> and I, I told him no apology needed. Stop. I was, I was like, stop it. I know how. Listen, we we have takes in the media. They they come off the wrong way sometimes. It's probably me the way I said it. Um, so no apology needed, Lamar. If you if you listen to this, but I do I do appreciate the message. So what That's a way. Awesome. <laughs> who, thought, who thought that that would ever get resolved, right? And it's it's amazing how that how that all works out because like as you were saying that I was looking uh, at tech at a text that I had not read from last night. It's from Phil Haas's manager and said, "You want to talk to Phil Haas for the podcast?" So and I said, "Yes, maybe we please. can do it tomorrow, and then talk we can do Phil. it." Ask him if this is his brother Lamar. Uh, this is his loving brother Lamar, who's very clearly very protective of him uh, and clear, clearly cares very much about him, which we love to see. So. 
there we go. That's it. That's that's it for me, man. People, if you want to be like cool like Lamar, you can reach out to me <laughs> on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee on Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee. That's two K's or hit me up on email. Alex Lee, uh, Alex dot Lee, excuse me, at SBNation.com. Mike, how can they reach you? Um, I mean, you guys can find me on Instagram at this point. You're finding me. You're sending me messages. Uh, M underscore heck JR Twitter at Mike heck underscore JR. That's it. UFC 262 is next on Saturday. I can't believe it's already happening. It's already here live from the Toyota Center, the sold out, excuse me, Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. We're going to have a brand new lightweight champion crowned, hopefully, when Charles Oliveira takes on Michael Chandler in the main event, the co-main event, also in the lightweight division, Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. Rest of the main card, Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian. Caitlin Chukagian looking to stop the surge of Viviani Araujo. And then the people's main event, in my opinion, kicking off the main card at 145 pounds. Edson Parboza versus Hurricane Shane Burgos. Woo! That fight is terrific, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. And we're going to talk all about it. We're going to matchmake this whole damn thing. The main card, anyways next week right here on on to the next one so in the meantime and in between time he is ak lee i am mike heck always remember don't take this stuff too seriously mma is supposed to be fun and we will have more fun right here next week on on to the next one the podcast you're listening to the vox media podcast network the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.